audience, that's crazy. The NGCS sits you inhale the presence. The air in your lung, that's the first step to blessing. You're a priest, you're a king on the mountain climbing. Are you up? Are you down? Doesn't matter, take your crown. The NGCS sits you inhale the presence. Air in your lungs, that's the first step to blessing. You're a priest, you're a king on the mountain climbing. Are you up? Are you down? Doesn't matter, take your crown. So you look in the bucket, you saw a giant mess of crabs. They were clawing at each other, slicing, dicing. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're tuned in to Glowry Podcast. I'm your host, Monk. We're back at it with another episode. This is episode 98. If we do this in the order at which I am planning. And like I said, we're going to do this one and two more after it. And then we're squashing it. However, this content or this podcast contains evergreen content. So as always, um, we're exploring eternal truths through all of this. So we are looking to expand in terms of the audience or sharing this with people and wherever they may benefit. Because as you explore eternal truths, as you plant and sow those seeds, they give birth to other fruits. And it's something that you could call a slow burn but it can also catch like wild fire and the point of this is not to make money have a platform have the status but to truly empower embolden and encourage others to be the best versions of themselves and to live in their authentic identity as a child of god and as someone who is truly confident in who they are that is the point so, and y- y'all heard it, those of y'all been listening, you know, all the usual things, I would just encourage y'all leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, that helps get this thing into the hands and into the ears of people who might not have stumbled upon it before, and the other thing you can do is just share it on your socials, just click that little three buttons at the top, it'll give you a link on your phone and post it onto your social media account to say, hey, look at what I'm listening to. You can also blast it to people on your phone. That's cool as well. As always, you got questions, comments, concerns, you can send them to me directly. Um, but what we're getting into today, well, one more plug, uh, pick up my book, Reclaiming the Man, A Rough Guide to Knowing Your Divine Self, that is available on Amazon. If you want a copy directly from me, reach out to me and I will hook you up. There might be a delay in some of the shipping, though, as uh, we are low on inventory. I can get more inventory, but the inventory I have on stock is based upon the demand at which listeners and readers are interested in receiving. So without further ado, today we are getting into the difference between being responsible and responsibility. And there are layers and levels to this, and these are things that you can apply in every area of your life. So what does it look like, though, to be responsible? And most of you guys and girls, it's mostly guys listening to this, but y'all develop and y'all display a good level of 
being responsible in your life. And what do I mean by being responsible? Being responsible is you have your ducks in a row, right? You you pay your bills. You have your job. You might have your family. Maybe you're taking care of your fitness. Maybe you're taking care of your spiritual practices. You're going to church, but you have all your ducks in a row. That's being responsible. You're even providing for others. That's being responsible. But there's this other element to it called responsibility and so responsibility we can take it two ways is one responsibility is your ability to respond in kind to what the world to what the environment around you is giving you and what it requires see some of us are very responsible we have all our ducks in a row and we use the fact that we've been responsible and have this outward appearance and have this shell of things that creates a nice life for us. We use that as collateral or as an excuse not to have the necessary response ability to change, mold, grow, morph, or to deal with some of the things internally that we need to deal with. So you can be responsible and be terrible at responsibility, Or on the flip, you can be really good at taking responsibility and having responsibility, but you're not being very responsible. I fit into that category many years ago, and it's something I'm still working out, my ability to respond, to take ownership of my internal state and how it affected the world around me. It's kind of been my MO for a long time, and it's more natural for me than others because of the way I grew up, what my household was like as a kid, all these other things. But in my ability to respond to my environment, in my ability to take ownership of my internal state and to submit myself to the process of growth, lifelong growth, eternal growth, even. Sometimes you can take the being responsible part of making sure the day-to-day things are taken care of, making sure the people that are under my charge are taken care of, making sure things like bills are paid and just all the boring everyday stuff, the practical side of things are taken care of. I neglected that, and still my MO is that I tend to neglect some of that at some time. So the point is, is you have to find a balance between your responsibility and being responsible. Okay? And so what I will say, like what we see a lot in the West, particularly, is we are responsible. We have all the trappings of a nice, comfortable Western lifestyle, many of us, many of you listening. If you don't, use that as an advantage because the discomfort you're in, the uncomfortable situation you're in, maybe you're struggling financially, maybe you're struggling emotionally, maybe you're struggling physically, it can be a gift if you have the proper perspective. You know, give you an example, like literally two nights ago, you know, I had to confront just an issue in my own life and it came about in a way that was very weird and unpredictable and I had to hold someone accountable 
for something they did that did not seem like a big deal. But the thing is, this person had been doing things like that around me for years. And that type of behavior triggered all these bad emotions in me. Now, my MO for years had been just to let stuff like that slide because I was always a peacekeeper. I got to keep peace. I got to peace. But I was keeping the peace and causing myself to deal with all this internal pain and this internal struggle. Whereas that other person was never aware of how doing those things made me feel. So I had to let that person know, hey, you did this. It seems petty, but it really hurt my feelings. Now, I can take responsibility for those feelings, but since we're going to spend a lot of time together, know this. When you do that, it makes me feel this way. I'm going to take responsibility for my part, but I cannot expect you to read my mind. Now, we had a little conflict that arose out of that situation and then it caused this aspect of new growth. But being able to respond, again, responsibility, taking responsibility for my state, but also holding someone accountable in a way that was very uncomfortable and not even a great time to address it, but it had to be addressed, was a growth process for me. But... The, the, the trappings of comfort that we have in the Western world, particularly Western Christians, is it's very similar to what Jesus says when Jesus says, many will come to me in the last days. And, and again, this phrase, the last days, like we're always in the last days. And really the last days, that phrase meant right before Jesus went to the cross. I'm not trying to get into a theological sermon here, but... Um, for those who want to go down that rabbit hole, there's the context for it. You want to debate that, come get with me. We'll sit down and have a coffee and we'll debate and we'll, we'll go through all of the nuances of that. It'll be a great time in the glory, in the glory. This is glory podcast after all. But the, that phrase, the last days, is meant right before Jesus was about to be crucified, which then moved us into the era of the last day, which we are currently living in, if you believe in that type of paradigm. If you don't, so what? It's cool history to know. Um, but Jesus says, like, in these last days, many will come to me saying, Lord, Lord, we gave money to the poor in your name. We cast out demons in your name. We healed the sick in your name. We changed the world in your name, right? We did all of these things in your name, Lord. And I will say to you, Jesus says, depart from me. You never knew me. Okay. And we can take this into a variety of contexts. You could take it into the someone who's not a believer. That's okay. And say, hey, I have this awesome house. I have all my ducks in a row. I'm a good husband. I'm a good father. I'm a good wife. I'm a good mother. I'm a good son. I'm a good daughter. I have a good job. I don't go out and do bad things. Yet, there may be a degree of emptiness, a degree of anxiety, a degree of something in your life, your internal compass feels like something is just off 
And as a distraction, we point our focus towards of all the external exterior things and we use the excuse of look at how responsible I've been. Just like these people in the parable Jesus tells. He's saying, look, y'all are using all of these things you did saying we were being good, responsible stewards of the gift of the spirit or the gift they were given. But yet they did not take responsibility of the condition of their heart. They did not take responsibility for the soil at which they were creating. So you are responsible for your own soil. That's how good gardens grow. That's how you get great growth and great fruit. And that's how things become sustainable. But we can be responsible in that way in the external, but like I said, the trappings of the Western world are that we use that as an excuse not to take responsibility for the fact that all these other things may be going on internally. You have to do both. You know, the modern Christian would come into this saying, well, I go to church on Sunday. I read my Bible every day. I do a men's group. I do a women's group. I serve in, in, my, in my local church. I give my tithe and my offering. I'm a good person. No, you're not. Or maybe, yeah, you are on the outside, but that does not give you an excuse not to take responsibility for what's going on internally with you the condition of your heart, the condition of your soil. Are you struggling with something? Right? Don't use that excuse. Well, I struggle with this, but um, I, got, I still got all my ducks in a row. I can make it. Yeah, you can. And you'll have all the external exterior wishes and things taken care of. But the thing internally, the thing you're not responding to, response of, uh, Ability, right? The thing you're not responding to will eat you up inside. It will destroy you and it will eventually destroy the things that you are responsible for and you are hanging your hat on. Because the thing about it is the responsibility or taking responsibility um, means that also, like, we can't give in to what we call celebrity culture. And you see celebrity culture in terms of just the regular media. You see celebrity culture. And what Christian culture has done in our society is we've just mimicked what Hollywood and other aspects of popular culture are doing. It's just like popular culture does this. There's a modicum of success attached. There's wealth attached. And then it's just like um, Western Christianity just says, okay, we're going to use the same blueprint and just put a Christian label on it, but not actually be led by the spirit, be led by the spirit of God. And we can get into a whole study on this when you start looking at you study the motifs of the city versus um, the country or the wilderness or agriculture throughout the Bible story. It's fascinating. But we tend to, 
as a people, as a as a Western American society or just Western society, Western Christianity, we tend to look at city building, the towers we build, the idols we build, even though we slap a Christian label on it, and we tend to look at that as success, which again, responsible, but not responsibility. Not taking responsibility for, hey, look, this culture you built. Again, it's Christian culture, Christian cult, C-U-L-T, sure. It has an appearance of godliness, but a whole lot of it is very far from the essence of what God wants or if you're still figuring these things out and you don't want to put a label on it, it has a a vibe, an appearance that looks like something that would be very good for you. Again, responsible. Okay, all your external needs and wants are taken care of. But underneath, it pushes you away from living as your true, authentic self. And responsibility Taking responsibility is knowing that, oh, this thing that I do is a manifestation of a false self. It's a manifestation of a lie I either believe about myself, I believe about the world, I believe about others around me. Now I have to deal with it. That's responsibility. Taking responsibility for those manifestations in your life. But society would tell us, Oh, you don't have to worry about that because you have all your ducks in a row. You got the big house, you got the nice cars, or you got the big money job, or your family's great, your wife is great, you look great, all all of that things. But you know, and God knows, you know, and your true self within you knows. This is why you feel the way you feel, and it will continue to irritate and drive and if you don't address it again take responsibility if you do not address it it leads to all kinds of destructive behaviors that wear you down over time so how do we take responsibility and still be responsible and that's where these two have to have a a willing partnership because city building, having nice things, going to church, doing a thing, being a man, a woman of society, being a great citizen, all those things are not bad in and of themselves. Do not misunderstand what I'm saying here. But what I am saying is that all those things as external manifestations They can be the fruit of you living your true authentic self. They can also be the fruit of a mask that you're wearing because you haven't taken responsibility. So the point I'm making is you have to take responsibility first. Then that will translate into you being responsible. And then the fruit of that may change. The fruit of that may look different. It could also look exactly the same, but it's the difference of uh, a buddy of mine was giving a talk of it's the difference of 
saying I have to versus I get to. It's the difference of having to buy new batteries to put in your car, right? You have a car and every couple of years when you have a car, you got to change that battery out. Okay. It's the difference. Let's just say you had a battery that never wore out or say it's a solar powered car, right? The battery never wears out. All you got to do is make sure it gets a little sunlight and then you have a sustainable energy source. That's what taking responsibility is like. It powers the whole engine. It powers the whole vehicle. And then since you are taking responsibility, now the function of everything around you begins to change. The fruit of what that looks like begins to change. So some daily practices, obviously, that you can do is a quiet time is huge. Meditation, whatever that looks like for you. Um, you do it in do it in silence, do it solo, do it with groups, too. It's great. But that quiet time, shutting the devices off, listening and you can talk too. you can ask questions. You know, a practice that I do is I'll go into the throne room with God um, sometimes with questions to ask and I will receive answers. Sometimes it's just to sit in the presence of God, sit in the presence and let the eternal part of me speak to or be aware of the eternal part of all things. And I know this is getting super woo-woo for a bunch of y'all, but it is true-true. In the woo-woo, it'll wash you out of all of the poo-poo so you're not always feeling blue-blue. That's a bar. But that's a one way you can take responsibility for that. Um, take an audit of things in your life. If it's not producing growth in your life, and if, it is, if you're not submitting yourself to growth, you're not submitting yourself to discomfort at some level. Like for me, it started with physical discomfort. It went into mental discomfort, and then eventually it had to, I had to go through emotional discomfort. My emotions were all screwed up. I had behaviors going on in my life that I could not control and I could not control those behaviors because they were being driven by emotions I didn't even know were there. I didn't know how to tap into those emotions, so I had to get professional help. I had to go see a therapist and a counselor to help me navigate how to go into those emotions, which then when I went into those emotions... I understood where they came from and what behaviors they caused. Now I have tools in my belt to be able to deal, right? I took responsibility for my internal state. I took responsibility for the volcano that kept erupting. Okay, that's one way to do it. Get so daily, get quiet time so you can take an audit of yourself and connect with your true self. If you don't know who your true self is, start asking that question. And God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, I'll call it God, will give you answers. But you have to have your eyes open to be able to receive the answers. And you have to drop your expectations of what you think the answer is supposed to be. Supposed to be is, right, that responsible piece. It's supposed to be like this Again, supposed to be is your subjective reality, but 
the truth of what is actually going on is objectivity. And Jesus asks us to pray that way. He says the model prayer is, you know, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right. And so a lot of stuff we could go into there, but on earth as it is in heaven, objectively, in truth, at the point of origin, as it is in my subjective eyes, the closer we can get to marrying the two together, the better off we are. If my perspective is open to see a greater view of reality, then I am going to be better off and so are the people around me and so is the world around me. Because now, as if I can see more clearly, I can see myself more clearly, I can see you more clearly, and I can encourage you to begin to see yourself more clearly. The whole point of this three and a half year journey in Glory Podcast has been this exact thing. And that is why I encourage y'all to go share it with people. Because to do less than your best, to quote Pre, Steve Prefontaine, is to sacrifice the gift. It is a gift. I did not earn this. It was a gift. Just like Christmas morning sitting under the Christmas tree. But if I do not choose to walk up and open it, I can't do anything with it. And then now that I've opened the gift, if I do not share that gift and make use of it, then I am worse than an infidel. So, you're responsible. Most of y'all listening to this are, but are you taking responsibility? I hope and pray that you are. And as you continue to do so, I will continue to do so as well. And that's all I got for y'all on episode 98 Glory Podcast. It's your boy Monk. Peace and blessings to you from the Most High. I'm out.